Alright, we have a verse for today. Um, it's Acts 17.30. So let's all say it together. Acts 17.30. Truly these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commends all men everywhere to repent. Our lesson today is on the characteristics of a follower of Christ starting at the issue of wisdom. <laughs> wisdom. Okay? God has given us the ability to gain wisdom from Him. And we should take advantage of that. That God wants to give us wisdom. Proverbs 1 7. Someone read that for me. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So the the fear of the Lord is where we get knowledge from. In other words, when we don't think ourselves to be our own God, that we actually are trusting in God, that we look to Him, when we fear Him and respect Him, God will then will be in a place where we can learn from Him. And we can gain wisdom. But fools, those who believe there is no God and don't look to God, despise wisdom and instruction because that is what comes from God. How do people make important decisions in their life? Well, obviously some people make decisions based on pragmatism. What works for them? In other words, here's, here's the challenge for today, folks. Ask yourself the question, personalize it. How do I make my decisions? How do I make my moment-by-moment -moment decisions? How do I make the important decisions of my life? Now, obviously... I think God gives us a lot of freedom. I don't think you're going to be going to Walmart or Kroger or some store and you're going to stand at the aisle and pray, Crest, Colgate, something else. Now you can. There's nothing wrong with that. But I, I think God, if you go, I just don't like this. I like this. Or I drink coffee so I get the extra whitening kind. It, it doesn't do much good, but it does better than nothing, you know? Do you have to pray about every decision that you make? No, I don't think so. I think God gives you the ability to make, but there's important decisions that we have in our life. And you know some of those key important decisions that we make are, 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 are whether we, we, we believe in God or don't believe in God, or some other religion, our spouse, our, you know, having children, uh, buying houses, the important things that we would consider our life. Some people just go, well, I just do what works for me. This is what I want. So I'm going to make this decision based on what I want. Okay? Some people make decisions based on the way they were raised. Well, hey, how many of you do things today because that's what you were raised to do? Yeah, a lot of us do that. We, we, this is what we did, and this is what, you know. It's like there's even things that I enjoy doing that I enjoy eating because that's what, how many of you have a food? That you continue to eat today because that's what you were raised on. Yeah. So we just, we do this kind of stuff. Well, some people make decisions on what everyone else is doing or what's popular in the culture. Okay. We, we, we make choices like that because of what we actually experience around us. The way the culture seems to do things. And, and people are buying into moral choices on that basis as well. We, we make important decisions about whether people are getting married. Why is the culture today, are young people waiting till their upper 20s, a lot of them, to get married? It's, it's common. That gives us much more culturally acceptable. I mean, when you know my parents were married, uh, they, it was very common for 16, 17, 18-year-olds getting married. 
if a if someone was 16 and getting married today, how would we view that as a culture? Not so good. In fact, I had I worked with a guy when I first came to Liberty. His wife was 14 when they got married. He was I think 16 and she was 14 when they got married. No big deal. And he ended up going to the Air Force and working for, on the president's plane. He was a you know very successful family, wonderful family. But if we saw a 14 year old getting married today, what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> Some people make choices based on the pros and cons. Well, let's, let's weigh it out, okay? What's the good points, what's the bad points, and now make a decision, okay? And sometimes we think that's the, the right thing to do. We'll, 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 we'll weigh the pros and cons. So there's nothing wrong with that. But if that's the only way we go through it, sometimes we can make choices that are not, in the, in the long run, right, because we were just playing the odds. We're thinking we had the right choice here. How should people make their decisions, important decisions, least in life? How should we make important decisions? Yeah. You should pray about it. Okay. Pray about it. What else? And, you know, there's oftentimes, like you say, you probably don't pray about the decision, but there's something uh, that's nudging you in your heart that's just saying, even though you might want to. Do that, right? But yet, it's the Holy Spirit. That there you go. That uh, 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 is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. When you're feeling that. Yeah. You got to. You got to go on that. Sandy. Spiritual discipline like fasting, prayer. Yeah. Seek wise counseling. Seek wise counseling. It, there's there's safety in the multitude of counselors. And so you're seeking the wisdom that God has given to them. Okay? Yeah, attention. You said important decisions. So if it has to do with, you know, in your marriage, you talk to your spouse or, you know, or you take care of your parents or something. If it involves another person that you need to talk to, don't take it on yourself. Yeah. You, it, it, it's, you've got to come together and come to an agreement and biblically on what's right and what's wrong. Good. What does it mean to have wisdom? It means to have the quality of having knowledge and good judgment. When you have wisdom, first of all, you've got to have knowledge. You've got to know what you know. You've got to know what you're talking about. And then you have to have good judgment. Okay? It, it, it is to have insight and, and good sense. Are we missing seemingly good sense in our culture today? Yes. Yeah, you know, it's just like, really? It, was a, it, it is a wise attitude, belief, or action. It's, it's wise in its attitude, belief, or action. Worldly wisdom versus godly wisdom. Worldly wisdom is self-centered and foolish. Okay, so in other words, when, you're, when you are self-righteous, when you are self Centered in your decision making. Okay? It's foolish. But we can easily fall into that trap. Because when we're going through life and going through challenges, we want safety. We want security. 
And we think our perspective is right. That we think our perspective is the real truth. And everybody else seems to not get it. But when we get, when you know when your decisions, if you're making a decision and you're thinking about me, okay, what's in it for me? Okay, that's not wise. Proverbs 28, 26. Someone read that for me. Those who trust in themselves are fools, but those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. Pretty plain, right? We don't want to trust in ourselves. Worldly wisdom is selfish and demonic. James 3, 14 to 16. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it to deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. Now, I don't know about you, and I don't mean to, to I don't want you to get derailed here, but, um, and I'm, because I'm not necessarily just talking politically, but in America today, if you step back and you actually look at what's going on, it's demonic. Yeah. It's evil. There is evil around us. And it's not just good-heartedness, you know, you know, wanting what's best for humanity. It's, it's demonic. It's evil. It is putting us down a path that's wrong. But you know what? We can do that in our homes. We can do that in our home when we become self-centered, when everything's related to us. It's, and we begin thinking that our wisdom is right. We've got this figured out. I don't need anybody to tell me this. I've got it right. You know, this is the situation. And I give no, 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 no. Okay, that's dangerous at that point. The worldly wisdom is foolishness. There's no, uh, Proverbs 14, 12, there's a way that appears to be right. King James, I think King James says, there's a way that appears right unto man. But in the end, it leads to death. Okay, think about that. When Lou trusts in Lou, okay? When I think about, okay, I'm, I'm going to figure this thing out. And believe me, I, you know, God always has a way to take these lessons and zero it in right on Lou, okay? So he's going, hey, Lou, you're talking about this on Sunday. What's your issue? And I've got mine, okay? I've got the things that I'm working through that I'm going, oh, boy, okay? First Corinthians one twenty. someone read that for me. In other words, think about this. When we seek out wisdom from the world and not from the word, okay? When we're trusting in maybe good people, nice people, but we're trusting in what they have to say as opposed to what it has to say. And, and, and sometimes there's nothing wrong with seeking counsel. That's a good thing, right? As long as they're filtering it back through this. The moment we, we take ourselves away from godly wisdom, word wisdom, W-O-R-D wisdom, we're in, in trouble. We're not careful. 
Godly wisdom, though, produces good results. In other words, if you have godly wisdom, if you're actually using godly wisdom, it's not going to end up in destruction. It's not going to end up in, 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 in you know, division or bitterness or anger or envy. It will end up with good results. James 3, 17 to 18. Someone read that for me. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure and peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. See, these are the things that it's pure. It's peace-loving. If, if, if the wisdom that you're giving is creating division, it's not peace-loving. It's not if it's not considerate, if it's not building someone else up, it, it's 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 worldly. Okay? Though it may be justified in our minds, it, it's not good, it's not pure, it's not peace loving, it's not considered, it's not submissive, it doesn't build someone else up. Okay? It, it, it's full of mercy and good fruit, right? See, these are key things. Is what I is what I'm thinking and doing producing good fruit? It's impartial. And sincere. Or it's sincere, excuse me. Those who do this reap a harvest of righteousness. So what's producing from this, this thought, this action that we have? Godly wisdom, though, isn't intuitive. In other words, it doesn't come naturally to any of us. Proverbs 2 6, someone read that for me. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth, come knowledge and understanding. It's, see, wisdom comes from the Lord. It just doesn't come natural to any of us. It's not just something that we work over time and figure it all out. Would you also read Colossians 2, 2, 4, Esther? My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. See, it, there's a lot of fine-sounding arguments out there. It sounds good, but it's not from God. It, it, it may even sound good to you, but the, if you filter back to this, is it real? Sandy. Um, back up here, Wisdom. 
when you're, when you're humble, you're putting others before yourself. You're not just thinking of your own ways. So that's what produces wisdom is, is when, you, when you're doing that, you're not just thinking about yourself. Good. It also is a, it produces a reverence or fear or respect for God. Job, Job uh, 28, 20 to 28 says, where then does wisdom come from? Where does understanding dwell? It is hidden from the eyes of every living thing, concealed even from the birds in the sky. Destruction and death say, only a rumor has, of it has reached our ears. God understands the way to it, and he alone knows where it dwells. Job is actually considered by many to be the oldest book in the, in the Bible. And here he says, you know what? It, it, people have searched for wisdom, and we don't have it. It, will, it only comes from God. For he views the ends of the earth. He knows how it's all going to end. And sees everything under the heaven. He sees everything that's going on. When he established the force of the wind and measured out the waters, when, when he made a decree for the rain and a path for the thunderstorm, then he looked at wisdom and appraised it. He confirmed it and tested it. And he said to the human race, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to shun evil is understanding. To be holy is to have understanding. To choose righteousness is to have understanding. And that comes from the fear of the Lord. It, it, it's a reverence for God. It's, it's putting yourself in the proper place with God. In other words, it's not about me, it's about Him. Okay, And I'm putting the God in the proper place in my life. It's also thoughtful about decision-making, okay? When we have wisdom, we're going to be thinking broadly about that decision and the consequences of those decisions. That's probably the hardest for all of us. A lot of us, we don't mind making decisions, but we don't always know where will this decision actually lead in the end? Where will this go to? What will actually happen at the end of it all? Think about it. Sometimes we don't know what we have until it's gone. Are we actually serious about the choices that we make on a daily basis? What happens if this is not gone? Then what? And sometimes we go, you know what? I didn't think. You know, over the years, unfortunately, I've had to sit on many review boards. And the bottom line is... A lot of times the students or somebody, they're sitting there and they're looking at me, they've been dismissed from liberty, and they look and they go, I just didn't think it would turn out this way. I didn't think it would happen like this. But what, what sin ever leads to that? What sin in any of our lives would what we could honestly say, well, I, I knew where I was, that this was going to go. No, we have this delusion that we think it's, it's going to be okay. It, it'll all work out in the end. It'll be fine, but does it? And then we get frustrated. Be careful, it says, how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Be careful, then, how you live your daily choices. Not as unwise, but wise. And that wisdom only comes from a fear of the Lord and understanding. Tish. Well, and just as the Lord said, you know, a wise person that's not wise doesn't plan. So if you trying to work something out, make sure, like why would you build a house unless you have the plans for it first? So make sure you have a plan 
in real life there are variables, but still, just don't do it at a whim. Sure. It's foolish to start building something and come to realize we don't have enough money for it. You ever see buildings partially built <laughs> and it just stops? I've had friends that started their basement. They poured the basement and then realized, I don't have the money for the rest of it. It's like, what did you think it was just going to come in the mail? You know, not being sarcastic to them, but the bottom line is, is that, you know, sometimes you just hope for the best and think nothing bad is going to happen. And that's the hard thing. That's you know. That's why you know the, the Dave Ramseys of the world say, "Here, you need to have so much money set aside in case of an emergency happens." And some of us go, "That's pie in the sky thinking." And that's you know, wouldn't that be nice? And a, a lot of things we go through like, but the bottom line becomes, God wants us to have wisdom to make these decisions. Listen to others, okay? Listen to others. Proverbs twelve fifteen. Someone read that for me. The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to. See, sometimes we think, you know, okay, we've got this covered. But we also need to listen to the advice of others. Okay, that's, it doesn't mean that we take it. Have, have you ever received bad advice? I have. That doesn't mean when you seek someone's advice, you go, I'm just going to follow whatever they say. No, you've got to filter back through this, through the word of God. Is the advice that they're giving me actually biblical? Is it good? Open to correction. Ecclesiastes 7.5. Someone read that. It is better to heed the rebuke of a wise person than to listen to the song of old. You know, uh, Dr. Falwell, senior, used to say something that I always loved. He always says, don't believe everything good someone says about you. Don't also believe everything bad they say about you. It's probably somewhere in the middle. And sometimes, you know, people are like, oh, you're the best, you're amazing, you're the It's like, it's, it, it, don't believe it. Because we can start, you know, getting this attitude. Yeah, you're, you're right, I'm pretty good. But you also, people, you know, put you down and they disparage you and they discourage you and they, you can't do that. Don't believe that either. Don't buy into that, okay? And it, when sometimes in our lives, people are going to come up to us and go, brother, sister, that's wrong. And we're not going to like it. Because we, we're getting our feelings hurt. We don't want someone to tell us that we're wrong. And we put up a wall. But we got to be careful. God may be using that rebuke to teach us. But if we're wise, we'll listen to it. But if we listen to just the song of the fools, something that's just telling us what we want to hear, that's not going to be healthy for any of us. We would also have a dependence upon God. 1 Corinthians 3, 18 20 says, Do not deceive yourselves. If any of you think you are wise by the standards of this age, you should become fools then. In other words, fools according to this age. Not become foolish. But he said, you know, be a fool according to this culture so that you may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. As it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. In other words, not the true wisdom, but the wisdom of the world in their craftiness. Again, the Lord knows that the thoughts of the wise are futile. In other words, when you're arrogant, they, I've got this covered. I, I know all this. That's the one who, who is not dependent upon God and is actually foolish. Avoids un, ungodly influences. Okay? 
avoids ungodly influences. So we'll read Romans 16, 19, and Proverbs 3, 7 in the ESV. Who would get those two verses for me? Go for it. Everyone has heard about your obedience, so I rejoice because of you. But I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. Proverbs 3, 7. For your obedience is known to all, so that I rejoice over you. But I want you to be wise as to what is good and innocent as to what is evil. See, here's an Old and New Testament giving the same thing. You know, it's okay to be innocent of evil. Okay? In other words, sometimes we feel like, but I've got to fit into my culture. I've got to know what's going on with, you know, in the real world. I've got to relate to people. And we start dabbling in the culture of worldliness and hanging out and doing things that are ungodly because we're spiritual. You know? And God says, run from that idea. Okay? It's okay to be innocent about evil. In other words, you don't have to open the garbage can to know that it stays, <laughs> stays right? But, but sometimes what we do is we spiritualize it and say, but that way I can minister. There's plenty of ways that we can minister and not join the crowd. And that could be even colleagues. That's just fitting in with your culture with the people that you work with to do the things that they do so we're fitting in so that we can be accepted, etc. Our neighbors, our friends, etc. We have to be careful of that. We spend time around wise people. That's a choice, folks. Um, something, when I was growing up, I, you know, I, I think God has put a, a protection around me my entire life. I'm really not that talented, and I'm really not that gifted, and I'm really not that good. You're just being humble. <laughs> yeah, and I'm the most humble person I know. <laughs> no. So I'm serious about this. You know, it is funny. And uh, my dad always said, yeah, you've heard me say this before, he said, you know, you're never going to make it in the real world, so i got to teach you how to work. Okay? And, but I remember as a kid, I was typically, I, in fact, my brother sent me a package from when mom and dad passed away. He, he, he was, he's the historian of the family. He's got our genealogy down to the you know, 1600s and the whole nine yards from Europe and all, everything. It just, it's fascinating all the things he sends on a weekly basis to us. Well, he took some things from, um, that he'd gotten from mom and dad before they passed and sent them to all the, the siblings. One of those, you know, there's not a lot left over, but he's kept some of it, was my uh, fifth and sixth grade report cards. My fifth grade report card was all B's and one A. My sixth grade report card at the end of the year was about half B's and half C's. (laughs) So there's, there's no brilliance here. That's why, you know, eventually, I was like a 3.2 in high school, and dad says, you know, you're not gonna make it, dude. You gotta learn how to work. <laughs> and, you know, that was, because my oldest sister was a 4.0, my brother was like, next to me was a 4.0, you know, aeronautical engineer. I had some brilliant family, you know, it was great. And I got the Drakes, it's the fifth one. But anyways, um, it's, I know, but I, I think God gave me a lot of wisdom. So what did I do? 
I didn't hang around anybody who wasn't smart. If I saw them goofing off in class, or not paying attention, or they did poorly in school, I'm not hanging with them. I found all the 4.0ers and tried to figure out a way to become their best friend. Hang out with them. I figured some of it would ooze into me. You know, because if I ever need to say, hey, dude, what is this? You know, and I would learn from them, and they would teach me skills to do that. And then God put that in, for whatever reason, he gave that to me to be able to figure out, you know, hang around wise people. Now, knowledge and wisdom are not the same things. As a kid, I thought knowledge was important. But wisdom is better. Do you ever, do you ever know people that just seem to have it together, they're wise? Hang around them. Choose to spend time with them. Take time out of your busy life to go, I want to hang around them. Do you, you know where a lot of them are? In nursing homes. A lot of elderly people who are lonely have a lot of wisdom. And they love to sit and talk with us. Right now, not so much. You know? But nevertheless, there's a lot of wisdom, and, and they're just, they're just, basically, they're sitting down someplace. There's a lot of people that have wisdom around us that are so much older than us and wiser than us, and, and it would just be so amazing if we could just spend some time with them. So how do you have wisdom for today? Ask God. James 1.5. Someone read that for me. Do you believe that this morning? Are you lacking wisdom in a certain area? Are you lacking wisdom on how to do something in a particular part of your life? Ask God. He says, who, who gives generously without fault and it will be given to you. Are you willing to really seek God for his wisdom? Know God's word. Proverbs 19, 7 and 8. Someone read that for me. The poor are shunned by all their relatives. How much more do their friends avoid them? Those who <clears throat> poor pursue them with pleading, they are nowhere to be found. The one who gives wisdom loves life. The one who cherishes understanding will soon prosper. What he's saying is, you know, when you're poor, People just avoid you. Right? That sounds terrible, isn't it? But the reality is because they tend to complain or they tend to blame others. They don't take responsibility. And again, there are, there's poverty that comes at times due to God, His discipline. It comes through natural disaster and problems. So many things even beyond their control. Julie can tell you Many, many people who live in poverty because of mental illness, or they struggle because of addictions and things like that that have affected themselves, etc. But, you know, the, the people who are poor, they, they, they just shunned by everybody. Their neighbors, their friends, their family. Okay? Though they plead, nowhere to be found. The one who gets wisdom loves life. How many, you know, there's a, there's a lot of uh, wisdom in that statement alone. Do you seek wisdom and understanding? And when you do, will that help you to prosper?
It's like the principle that says this. When you, when you work hard and you do the right thing over and over and over again, it takes a lot of time, but you will reap the benefit of it. Those who are unwise and do not have that understanding don't get it. They don't see the value of something done well over the long haul because they've never experienced it. That's why we have to give them knowledge and give that understanding and that, that wisdom that comes from God. Trust in the Lord. My life verses. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your understanding. In all your ways submit to Him and He will make your paths straight. Finally this morning, get wisdom at all costs. Proverbs 4, 5 to 7. Someone read that for me. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. The forgetting of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. Though it costs you all you have, get wisdom. Get understanding. In other words, you can, do, you can make a lot of good choices in your life. But if you really want to lead a successful life, a life of love and happiness, seek wisdom and understanding from God. It will all make sense in the end. We, we, we lose sleep over worldly wisdom. We get ulcers from earthly wisdom, worldly wisdom. We get unhappiness and pain from worldly wisdom. You get God's wisdom, then you'll prosper. Get his understanding, and you'll be wise. Let's pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for the truth of wisdom. We don't have it intuitively. It just doesn't come naturally to us. God, I pray that you would teach us to, be, to know your word, to apply your word, and to really gain understanding and wisdom from you. We ask for it, Lord. And if you're here today and you need God's wisdom, say yes. God, you hear us. May we have it. In Jesus' name. Amen. I love you all. Have a great week.